Shabbos Daf Samach Beis, the Mishnah brings a list of things that is usher for one to go outside with on Shabbos. Isra Doiraisa, starting with a needle that has an eye that has a hole in it, that's a burden. A ring that has a signet for a woman, since she typically doesn't go out with a signet, that's an Isra Doiraisa. Ula says for a man it's the exact reverse when it comes to a ring. If it has a signet, that's normal for him to run around with a ring with a signet. But a ring without a signet, it's not the derech for a man in those days, and therefore that would be a iser da'iraisa. Ula holds that women are a nation to themselves, and therefore what's considered a beged, clothing for a man, is not clothing for a woman. For instance, if some men wear sacks, such as shepherds, then all men are permitted to go out with sacks, but not women. When it comes to saving tefillin from danger of being destroyed on Shabbos. The way to save them is, you put on a pier of tefillin, you go out to safety, and you remove them, and you come back and try to save another pier. Women should also save them in the same fashion. But what about the fact that women are not the same nation as men? We must say that this mandarma holds that tefillin is not a mitzvah asesha as mangrama. And therefore, women are mechoyev. He'll hold that Shabbos is a time to wear tefillin, and night is a time to wear tefillin. Therefore, women are in the same nation, so to speak, when it comes to tefillin. Rebir Mia holds that a typical woman, when she takes out on Shabbos, when she carries a ring that has a signet, that's considered kelach yad. That's not the derech, that's a weird way of carrying a ring. You don't carry something that has a signet on your finger. Rav argues, he says, since there are situations where a woman will carry her husband's signet ring. For instance, when he tells her, can you please put this away in a box? She doesn't want to lose it. She puts it on her finger. Or when a woman asks her husband to please bring the ring to a repair shop, he doesn't want to lose it, so he puts her ring on his finger. Then it becomes the derech for a man and a woman to wear all rings. The Mishnah continues. One is not permitted to go out with a kulio. It's a brooch. It's a pin that closes a blouse. If you were to wear it to close a blouse, that would be mutter. But we're discussing a case where the woman wears it in her clothing and that's considered a burden. A woman should not walk out with spice bags or spice bottles attached to her neck. And the Gemara says that if a woman did walk out with these things or with a key on her finger, Rameer holds, she's chayev achatos. It's a derisa. Chacham say the whole issue is the Rabbanan issue that she might take it off to show her friends when it comes to spices because they're night in beautiful bottles. Therefore, this is the Rabbanan, and she's not Chayav Achatos. According to Rabbi Eliezer, it's mutafer to go out lechatchila. Why? Because only women that don't have very good smell wear these bottles. And such a woman won't dare take off the spice that masks the smell. And now we go to Ahmed Beis. According to everybody, there's no machlaikas, that if the bottle is empty, it's considered carrying. Even though the bottle might have some remnants of the perfume and it smells good, it's still considered carrying. In other words, the bottle is not bottled to the smell that's not there. So the Gemara wants to say, perhaps, according to Adar Barahava, that the same would apply if you have a vessel that contains food that's less than a gregarious, less than the sheer. In that case also, we won't say that he's carrying food, Rather, he's carrying a vessel and he's chayv midiraisa. Ravashi argues, he says, no. When it comes to perfume, there's physically nothing there. It might smell good, but there's nothing there. When it comes to food, although it's less than the sheer, but there's something there, and therefore, perhaps, the kli is bottled to whatever's left over of the food. La halacha, 
Chachamim made xeros that we should remember the Churban Abayis. And they said, if you have a combination of joy and pleasure, Tainug and Simcha, those two things combined, you shouldn't do them after Zeichel Churban. Therefore, to anoint yourself with oil, that's pleasurable, but it doesn't bring Simcha. To drink wine, two people out of one cup with straws, or, or to juggle wine and drink it, that brings, that brings pleasure, but not Simcha. And therefore, it's mutter. The Gemara, we're going to Agadita now. The Gemara brings Psukim. It's referring to Klai Yisrael, Yushalayim, that they put their beds together and they were they were switching couples and they left the Shechva Zera there. And the Gemara tells us that three things cause a person to lose his money. A person who urinates in front of his bed undressed, it doesn't mean dafka in front of his bed and undressed, it just means if he does it in a disgusting way, in a place where he typically doesn't do it, it could be in front of his table, and he doesn't bother to go to the bathroom. There's a malach, Rashi explains, that loves disgust, and he goes there, and that malach, which is in charge of poor people, will create a situation where you lose your wealth. If a person has zilzul in a tilasudayim, he doesn't care about the tilsa, I mean, he doesn't wash his hands at all. Not the pshat that he washes with revias and he doesn't wash his hands carefully. But Rav Chizah says he became wealthy because he used extra water. And finally, if a person's wife curses him because he has the means to buy her jewelry and he doesn't buy her and she's upset about that, that will bring him to lose his money. In Shaya, the Navi tells them, because the women who were married women would try to entice the men, they would go with their heads up in the sky. And Rashi says, since their heads were up in the sky, it was hard for them to see where they were walking, so they would walk small steps, their toe to their ankle. They would put a lot of makeup on and wink to, to the boys. And they would, the tall ones would walk with shorter ones so that they looked better. They would also put perfume in a bottle by their feet, and when they would walk by the boys, they would bang it on the floor so that it sprays, and it would be like a mad snake. It would put the heiress into the boys, they would bring them a Yitzhahara. What was their punishment? Mida connected Mida. Everything they did, they got punished back. In the place that they put the perfume, their flesh decayed. In a place where they put a nice belt, they got wounded. They did their hair up to entice the boys. They became bald. Their erva, they'll have to put a sack. As Rabbi says, instead of beauty, they had wounds. The Gemara says, some say they even got saras. The Gemara tells us that they said, we don't care. Let the Goyim take us. We're beautiful. And the Goyim took them and immediately like made them disgusting to the point where they threw them off the carriages and the wagons and killed them. Why? Because they saw a lot of damnida or a lot of hair. They were disgusted by them. The Gemara says the people of Yishlam were disgusting. They said in the Remez, they were ta- referring to Znos, and they said, they would say, ask each other, what do you have for breakfast? Meaning for Znos. Did you have a well-kneaded dough? In other words, a non-basula. Did you have white wine or dark wine? Did you have a wide bed, a narrow bed, skinny, fat? Do you have a good friend, meaning good-looking? And finally, Rebuda says that in Yerushalayim they had 
cinnamon trees that made such a beautiful smell throughout the entire city. But after the Khurban, all we were left with was with one barley amount, which is at the king of Tintamoy. Have a wonderful day.